Thank you for listening to a message from the Oak Haven Church. The following sermon was recorded during our Sunday morning worship service. We hope that this message will be helpful to you and encourage you to explore the Word of God. And now, this week's message. So there is not a person in this room that has not experienced loss in this past three, four months, whether it be being separated from a loved one, on not being able to visit or or embrace or the loss of income or being overworked because of of situations in your employment um, all, all kinds of, of things and as we consider uh, consider our lives and the lives God has entrusted to us and and let us hold on to at this point, even as, I mean, you, I'm, I'm not going to repeat the news. We've all, we've all heard about the spikes and the resurgence and, and, and everything. And I, I respect everyone's uh, respecting one another and gathering together in our masks today. It's not comfortable by, by most measures, but it is also the best thing I can do for you as my bride works in healthcare and sees patients all day. and. And I, I, the last thing I want to do is pass things on to anyone here. So as we, as we love one another and see one another as better than ourselves and walk out that part of the gospel, this is a simple way to do so. Uh, as of tomorrow, I believe 130,000 will have lost their lives to the virus. And uh, it has been characterized as a war of sorts. And the hard thing, I can still remember when I was a kid hearing about the Vietnam War on television, and it was just numbers. Uh, I didn't know anybody. Um, I had an uncle that, that served in Germany, for Pete's sake. So, And I, I find myself also being immune to, um, well, I was immune to the stories of, of loss and death uh, because I really didn't know anyone. Um, then friends of ours in New York passed away due to COVID. One of our uh, beloved deacons, Manuel Santos, and uh, uh, literally a towering man on multiple levels, uh, uh, Reggie, also passed away. Um, and so not to be morose or maudlin, but to... Uh, to put a face to these great numbers, uh, I thought I would just briefly share four lives uh, that represent, I've, I tried to do the math, I'm very bad at math, each one of these individuals represents something along the lines of 35,000 others. Let's look at the life of Captain Doug Hickok first. Doug Hickok devoted his life to protecting others, first by joining the U.S. Army and then by becoming a physician assistant. But he was also a devoted father, taking his children on road trips and out for special meals. He always checked in on his daughter, 26, and son, 24, making sure they were happy and healthy. He was proud of what they accomplished and showed it. He was just always so hopeful and excited about different things that my brother and I could do and trips we could take, his daughter Shandrea said. And that just shows that my dad really was living at the prime of, prime of his life. He passed away at Lehigh Valley Hospital at the Poconos in Pennsylvania. His sister, his sister, Mary Hickok Scott, said he was the character of the family who made everything fun and made people feel at ease. 
They had a weekly tradition of spending time together and unplugging from everything else. If you're going to plug into anything, plug into your family, Mary said, because they're all that matters. Family is all that matters and love. And the last words we said to my brother was that we loved him and we always would. Leilani Jordan. Leilani didn't skip work at the giant foods grocery store where she had worked for six years, even as her co-workers began calling out at the start of the coronavirus crisis. Leilani wanted to help anyone that she came in contact with, her mother said. Still, Leilani had safety concerns. She said to me, Mom, I have to take my own hand sanitizer because there's none available. There's no gloves available either. Leilani Leilani started feeling sick in mid-March. She was admitted to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center on March 26th and died on April 1st. Her mother said, I have a hole in my heart for the rest of my life. My baby is gone. She was my butterfly. She said many others she said many others who knew Leilani have expressed their grief. Customers from the store have been finding me and calling me and telling me, Thank you. You don't know what Leilani did for us every day. Cody Lister. He expected to fully recover when he developed coronavirus symptoms. Cody was young and he was healthy. He had no underlying medical issues and he played baseball, his mother said. He was athletic and active. But within a week, he was hospitalized and placed on a ventilator. Cody, 21, became the youngest person in Colorado to die of the coronavirus. Cody loved working with kids and spent his summers coaching little league teams. He was the mentor to so many, said his father. Cody played club baseball at Colorado Mesa University while studying criminal justice. He wanted to follow in my footsteps as a police officer, his dad said. He had so much more he could have done. We'll never see him get married, have a family of his own, or coach anymore, his mother said. Cody's younger sister, Sierra, said her brother's death shows that the virus can threaten people of all ages. I don't think I realized this could actually take my brother until the day before it did, she said. And finally, in our quartet, Ed Bumby. Ed was the father of a friend of Carrie Harwell. This is what her friend writes about his dad. I've had a loss of words at how surreal the past four-plus weeks have been. My dad becoming severely ill with COVID-19 in late May, resulting in an ICU admission, ventilator, and a host of other COVID-related complications, culminating in his death on June 20th. I have feelings of anger, sadness, helplessness, and disbelief. I wish I could physically be with my siblings to give them all hugs, to talk, and cry. Dad was 73 years young, an avid hiker, a budding watercolor painter, a lover of puzzles, coffee, amen, drag racing, sunsets, flowers, and a good cheeseburger, amen again. A Catholic, devout in his faith, a Vietnam vet, and most importantly, a generous and loving son, brother, husband, father, grandfather, and partner. I'm having a hard time imagining my world and my kids' world without your smiling face, your gentle eyes, big hugs, and ability to make us all laugh and roll our eyes with a corny dad joke or pun. He died peacefully with his family surrounding him virtually. His obituary says that that evening, that evening at sunset, Ed's spirit lit up the sky, painting it brilliant shades of red and orange. And every news report we, we hear about numbers 
is about lives like these four, just like ours, which uh, as, a, as an experience of, of, of the ages of our lifetimes, uh, I, I believe it, we are called to truly live the lives that God gives us, to make the most of them. Speaking of corny dad jokes, it's not a joke, but it is corny because it's a quote of quote from the Titanic. But the but carpe diem uh, could couldn't be uh, more important in, in this time, and uh, we we are not without hope by any means. And Gloria is going to read read us a story about that hope briefly. I'm going to read from Mark, chapter 4, 35 through 41, from the New Living Translation. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Thank you, Gloria. We're returning to this story because I think it's an important touchstone at this time as we're all living in a storm of one, of one kind or one severity or another. And uh, not, not, to, not to beat Greek too much, but um, the, the word for, for great, megale, that we get mega from. It's like the biggest superlative in the Greek language, the big, 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 mega. Um, so the wind is mega. It's mega wind that's whipping, that's churning the storm. And then when Jesus speaks to it and commands it, the calm is mega calm. It's megale calm. So that as stormy as it has been, that is as calm as it is. And that actually connects with Pentecost in Acts 2, verse 11. Remember when the 15 nations are there and speaking the great news, the wonders of God, they are, say, they are speaking the megale, the, the great things, the mega things, the mega wonders that God has done. And so the potential lies in our lives for the way Jesus calms the storm in our lives to be one of the wonders of God. Because the storm is no problem for Jesus, so much so that he's sleeping through it. I mean, I, I really want to know a secret, especially when it comes time for fireworks. I go to bed early and forget about it. I mean, I don't know about your neighborhoods, but wow. Um, but oh, yes, all, 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 all over the country. Um, but the, the, the thing that for, for Jesus, he is far less concerned about the storm. Hear this than he is about his disciples' fear and lack of faith. 
He's not concerned with, concerned with the storm. He's concerned with their reaction to it. As if they don't realize, because this is something I've, I just saw in this story this week. It really looks like Jesus would have stayed asleep if they hadn't awakened him. That's, that's how at peace he is with his circumstance. And the message of this brief parable or story is, is Jesus' power and the perspective that he brings. There's nothing that he faces, that we face, that he can't handle, even this. And the fact that he is with us, his presence, brings the perspective that changes everything. His presence with us. His presence with, with those guys in the furnace, in the book of Daniel, what do they say? Our God will save us, and even if he does not, he is still the Lord of the universe. Jesus can save us, and even if he does not, for one reason or another, he is still the Lord, and we are still in his presence now and going to be forever. And, and so... Um, so I, I've used it before, but we're, we're basically untouchable. There's nothing the enemy can do. There's nothing circumstance can do. There's nothing the virus that can do that will separate us from the love of Christ, from his presence, because he's asleep on a cushion right behind us, and he's not worried about anything. Uh, we'll talk again some other time about the importance of rest, because Jesus clearly gets, <laughs> gets how important rest is. But as we walk through our daily journey, as we wake up this week and the wind is still howling and the storm is still going on and it feels like it's going to be a long storm, Jesus is here. Jesus is with us. It's extremely important in the storm to remember, to remember that perspective. Just yesterday morning, Cynthia and I have been trying to listen to the prayers. You go devotions together in the mornings. And uh, gosh, I thought it was so big. I would remember it. Now I forget what, what but, but, but she mentioned just how important the new perspective. Oh, the king, the rejoicing at the coming of the king. How important the perspective that that time is uh, for us in, in our walk. So even if well, Job is the one who says, even if he slay me, I will praise him. So this is very strong words from, from Job and then from the book of Daniel. Uh, I don't think many of us are going to be called to that kind of limit, but we're all going through this storm together. So I... I looked to Jesus and the great calm that he speaks into the great storm, the presence that he has, that we have, as he goes through us, uh, goes with us, and, and that's, the final, that's the final point, that he also exerts his power through us. We are agents of calm in the storm. Because his spirit, he was, he was in the boat, he was in the cushion, he spoke calm to the great winds. But we've been studying all this time that the spirit is in us. The spirit of Jesus Christ dwells within us and we are agents of calm in the storm of the lives around us as well. 
So we take comfort from his presence, but we also take courage and empowerment and are called to speak his power and his perspective, to be resources and sources of peace and calm in the lives around us. So God bless us as we walk through our lives in this storm, trusting that it will end because it will. This, this, this chapter will come to an end. But until it does and after it does, we're in the boat with somebody who's, uh, who's more powerful than any of it. And he's, he's never, there is nothing that can separate us from his love or from his presence. Nothing. That's how much he loves every one of us. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, thank you for your presence. Thank you for the promise of your love for us, your power, your perspective. We, we thank you that you are in us and with us. Help us to cry out to you more often. Help us to, to let you hear from us when we are uh, overwhelmed with anxiety or loneliness so that, so that we know that you are with us and hearing us and answering us. Finally, let us be agents of your calm and peace in lives around us as you give that peace to us. Let us be sources for others around us and so bear witness to your great works and wonders with our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please stand for our benediction? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon every one of you and give you peace. Shalom, my friends. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Oak Haven Church. We are located at 2175 Witzel Avenue in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. To hear previous podcasts, visit our website at oakhavenchurch.net.